The Apostle tells us in Parashas Emor uh, that when Kaiser would enter into Eretz Yisrael and they would harvest the grain after um, planting and, and cutting, uh, they're not permitted to have the, the new grain. You're not allowed to have the They're not allowed to have the new grain, what's known as Chodosh, the, the new season of crops. You're not allowed to have it until the second day of Pesach when they would bring the carbon Ha'emer. They would take Reishis Kitzirchem, the first of the cuttings, and bring it to the Kain on the, as a carbon Minchas Ha'emer in the Beis HaMikdash on the second day of Pesach. At that point, that would permit that season of crops, that season of, of the Chameshas Minei Dagan. This halach of, uh, of Chadosh, the prohibition of eating, from the new produce until the bring of the carbon oil and the second day of Pesach only applies that refers to the uh, five grains um, which either can be made into lechem either into bread refers to either roasted kernels of grain or maybe eating it as a flour in all different kinds of forms that it might take but it's only limited to the chameshes minei dagan those uh, that new crop of grain they were prohibited to eat when they entered into Eretz until the bring of the carbon haimer, which was from the first shearings of the wool, of the wheat on the on the uh, on the second day of Pesach. That's this of Chodosh. After they brought it, then it was permitted, and it's all considered to be yashon. So the Gemara says that that applies. You know, we can do this. What are we going to do? Um, what is going to permit all of the new crops, all of the new uh, you know the the new wheat, all the different kinds of chameshes minei dug and the five kinds of grain? We're not bringing the carbon oil. So the Gemara says in Mesechus Menachus, in the name of Rav and Shmuel, Dami Tarvayu, Over here in the second line of Oisalif, when the Beis Hamikdash was in existence, it was the carbon ha'aymer, which was matir, the wheat, as the Pasuk says, Ad haviachem, as carbon aloikechem. What about Bismanchem Beis Hamikdash Kaim? So that's why the Pasuk also says, Ad etzem ayoimazeh, until that day. The very same Pasuk says, Ad etzem ayoimazeh, Ad haviachem, as carbon aloikechem. So which is it? Is it the, the day itself which is Matir, or is it only the carbon Ha'imer? And the Gemara says in the name of Rabbi Shmuel Dami Chavayu that it's both, but it's referring to two different time periods. The carbon Ha'imer is Matir. And uh, so then it's uh, then the day itself is Matir. Already from the morning, the carbon, then the, the new wheat should have been permitted. You don't have to wait to the bringing of the carbon Ha'imer. The Gemara, though, says, though, in the name of... Uh, the Mishnah there says, in the name of Rabbi and Zakai, who of course was alive at the, uh, the time of the Churban Beis Hamikdash, and he was masakin many things, Zecher uh, Lechurban, or Zecher Lamikdash. So one of the things that he was masakin was that Sheyehei Yom Hanef Kuloyaser. See, because Midai Raisa, it should have been the Bizman Shei Beis Hamikdash Kaim. The new wheat is permitted. You don't have to wait to the Karban Haimer. So it should have been permitted already in the morning. However, Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh was Masakin, that you can't have the new wheat the entire second day of Pesach, the day of the waving of the carbon haimer, Yom Hanev. can't have the new wheat either. You have to wait until the end of the day. Why do you have to wait until the end of the day? Because maybe Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh, he lived during the Zman of the Beis HaMikdash and right after the Zman of so he was hopeful that it was going to be rebuilt quite soon. And Meheri Yibana HaMikdash, if the Beis HaMikdash will be rebuilt on the second day of Pesach, then Itzumo Shoyoim will not be Matir. It will only be the Karben Ha'aymer that will be Matir. Adav Yachem is Karben Ha'aymer. So says Rabbi Yachem and Zachim, maybe you bought a Mikdash, maybe second day of Pesach is going to become Mutter, and people are going to start eating the new wheat already from the morning, and they'll be eating it betos because they're not going to know, or, or, or you know, they, they didn't have a mind, or they weren't aware that the base of Mikdash was built, 
And really, they're going to have to wait for the carbon oimer that might not be brought until later on in the day. The Mishnah there says that typically the carbon oimer, you could assume, was brought by Chatzois because the Kahanim was reason, and they're not going to delay to bring the carbon oimer past Chatzois. And if you were in outlying areas, you didn't have to receive a message or something necessarily that the carbon oimer was brought. You could assume already comes Chatzois that it was brought. But maybe the base of this will be built in the afternoon. And you won't know about it, and they're going to bring the carbon armor later in the day. So, in order to account for all those possibilities, Rabbi Yochanan and Zaka was masakin, that you have to wait uh, until the end of the day. You're talking about the Mizbeach, not the base Megas, right? The, well, okay, obviously, they have to bring the carbon armor, but yes, in the absence of the base Megas, they're not doing it. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah, yes, yeah, exactly. The Gemara then calls the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Who actually argues that in fact Yom Hanev is awesome Raisa. Because when the Pasuk says Ad Azeh, it's Ad Viad Bechlau. That when is the uh, carbon when is the new wheat permitted in the absence of the carbon hoimer? Not at the beginning of the day, Ad Azeh, to you know the beginning when the day starts, Ad Azeh, Ad Viad until at the end of the day. And the actually then concludes that perhaps Rabbi Yochanan Zakeh agrees with Rabbi Yehuda, and even though it says Rabbi Yochanan Zakeh was Masakin, it was Tikin Vidarish. He, 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 he explained what was always a din midday rice. He reminded people of what was a din midday rice. They didn't need to think about this. So he was masakin. He reminded people of what was the din, which is all the way at the end of the day. So even though it says a language of tikkain, it's only midrabanan. In fact, it could be it's a din day rice to wait until the end of the day. Of uh, the second day Pesach and Chutzlar, it's you know it might be one day later, but um, you know until the end of the day in order to permit the new wheat. So this is an Eretz Yisrael though, right? Bizman Shabbos Hamikdash Kaim, Bizman Shabbos Hamikdash Kaim. Clearly, it's a pasuk in the Torah in Parshas Emor. The new wheat is prohibited until the second day Pesach. What about in Chutzlar? So the pasuk says, "Kisavayu al Eretz," when you will come into the land and you will plant new wheat and you will harvest the wheat. You're not allowed to eat from the wheat until you'll bring Reishis Kitzirchem, the first of the shearings as a carbon ha'aymer on the second day of Pesach in the Beis HaMikdosh. So it sounds like it only applies in Eretz Yisrael. However, the Pasuk then concludes, for all generations and in all of your places. Which seems to imply, perhaps it applies even in Chutz Laaretz too. So indeed, this is a machlekes ha'tanoim in the Mishnah Mesech Kiddushin. Alam Mavavim at the end of the first parak. The Mishnah tells us that all of the mitzvahs hatluyas baaretz, any agricultural mitzvah, only applies in Eretz Yisrael. Ain't no hegas ala baaretz. Any mitzvah that's not a mitzvah tluyas baaretz, generally, applies even in chutz laaretz. So tefillah and tzitzis, of course, have nothing to do with the land, necessarily, and therefore it applies even in chutz laaretz. What is the status of the chadosh, the new wheat that's prohibited until the bring of the carbon oil in the second day of Pesach? Is that a mitzvah tluyas baaretz? Is that an agricultural mitzvah? Sounds like it is. Or is that a, no, that's a mitzvah that's not necessarily a mitzvah tluyu baaretz, it's dependent on the kedusha saaretz of Eretz Yisrael, and it should apply even in chutz laaretz. See, the opinion of the Tanakhama was um, that chadash only applies in Eretz Yisrael. It's an agricultural mitzvah. Kisavayu al-aretz, when you'll come into the land. The opinion of Rebbe Lazar was, no, that chadash also applies uh, in chutz laaretz. Applies in chutz it, it is an agricultural mitzvah, but it's not dependent on kedusha saharetz, and therefore it should apply equally in chutz So It's a machlekes tanoi, and whether or not chadash applies, the isra of chadash applies. It's you're not allowed to eat the new crops till the bring of the carbon or until the second day Pesach. Until the end of the day, does that apply only in Eretz Even in chutz the opinion of Tanakama was it's only in Eretz We understand where he's coming from. But Rebbe Lazar says no, it applies in all places because the pasuk says what then does it mean? It means that the mitzvah was only began to apply after they settled Eretz Yisrael, 
the Shiva Shekivshu, Shiva Shekhoku, the seven years of conquering, the seven years of dividing, that's when it started, but once it starts, it applies not only in Eretz Yisrael, it applies in Chutz Aretz too. So to Machleik is Hatanoim, whether it applies only in Eretz Yisrael, applies in Chutz Aretz. We would have said, typically, I'm not a Bucky and Klolei Apsak, but if Machleik is Tanakama, Machleik Rebbe Lazar, we probably should have passed like the Tanakama. That's what the rules of Psach should have dictated. And therefore, Chada should only apply to Eretz Yisrael and not um, in Chutz Laretz. However, Raiv HaRishayinim, Paskin, almost everyone, the Rosh, the Rambam, the Rif, that Chada, like Rebbe Lazar, that Chada applies even in Chutz Laretz because there's a Stam Mishnah like Rebbe Lazar. Over here, the Mishnah, and that's another one of the Klalei Apsach, that if you have a Stam Mishnah, like one of the Tanam, then we always pass like that Tanam. So over here, the Mishnah has Masech this Arla over here. Oh, oh. Pretty, pretty explicit. Chadash is Aser in all places. It applies not only in Eretz Yisrael, it applies in Chutz Aretz too. So therefore, Rav Arishayim, because of this Stam Mishnah, passing like Rabbi Lazar, and not like the Tanakama, and not like the Tanakama. And that's the way it says in Shochan Aruch, both in Arachayim as well in Yerdea, over here, Oizvav, like Rav Arishayim. That we pass on Kabbalah, the Chadash is Aser, even in Chutzar. It's Aser, Lecho Chadash, Af Bizman Ben Lochi, Ben Kali, Ben Carmel, until uh, the end of the day. So in Eretz Yisrael, that's the end of the 16th. In Chutzar, it might be the end of the 17th. So until the beginning of the 18th day, you're not allowed to eat from the Chadash because you know, it's fake of the Yom and everything in Chutzar. And that's, it sounds like a Chadash, uh, all the Rishayim and Pask, and the Chadash is Aser, even in, in Chutzar. Of course, this created a huge problem. Um, all the wheat was uh, chadash in many different places, as we'll get to in a second, when, they, when the planting season was, but they weren't able to plant before Pesach. The ground was too frozen in certain parts of Europe. They were only able to plant after Pesach, and they, all the wheat that they had use of was chadash. So it created a huge problem. And the minig was always to be lenient on this. So the Paiskim are all struggling. How are we going to be able to justify this minig that everyone is making on chadash in, in chutzlaretz? In Eretz Yisrael, they're always careful, but that's psukim, nothing to debate there. But what about Chadash and Chutzlaretz? The minute was always to be lenient in the colder climates. They didn't have wheat that was planted before Pesach. Everything was planted after Pesach. So, you know, the, the minute was to be lenient. So therefore, we have many different, uh, the whole, almost the whole topic, the whole literature regarding Chadash is the different stadim, lakula, that many people made, or many achreinim suggested, in order to be matzik, the minute ha'olim, which was to be lenient. So one of the, uh, one, one of the, the achreinim, who takes upon himself the, uh, you know, the, 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 the opportunity to be matzik, the minute was the Mishkanis Yaakov, which is unusual. Yaakov Kaliner, who was known as a machmir. In other areas of Allah, the Mishkan Yisya, in Hilchas Erevin, the Mishkan Yisya was one of the biggest machmir. All of a sudden, over here, Rechaim Velazhin told him, you have to be, he learned the Velazhin, Rechaim Velazhin told him, you have to be Matzik, the Minigah Elam, which was to rely on the, that Chadash doesn't apply in Chutzlaretz, and people were lenient, so what, what are they basing themselves on? So Mishkan Yisya has a tshuva, it says in Shokharach, all the Rishayim Kemat Paske, and the Chadash applies even in Chutzlaretz. Uh, like the opinion of Rabbi Laza, because we have a stop mission like Rabbi Laza. So the Mishkan Yisyakov, though, has a tshuva where he argues that maybe, maybe, we have a stop mission like the Tanakhama too. And if you have two stop Mishnahs, they should cancel each other out, and we should revert back to the old Klalei Apsak, which is that we should pass like the Tanakhama. Where do you have a stop Mishnah that sounds like uh, the Tanakhama, that Chadash doesn't apply in Chutzlaretz? It's a Gemara Mesechlis Menachos over here, Oizdawid, where the Mishnah tells us the carbon Ha'aymer has to be brought from the wheat that grows in Eretz Yisrael. You cannot bring the carbon oimer in the Beis HaMikdash from wheat that grew in Chutz Laretz. So the Mishnah Yisrael says, why? If Chadash applies in Chutz Laretz, 
like Rebbe Lazar, why can't I bring the carbon oimer, which is going to be mat to the Chodesh, Reisish Ketzirchem, the beginning of the shearings, from wheat that grew in Chutzlaret. So the Mishkan Yitzchak says, must be because the Mishnah holds like the Tanakama. The Chodesh doesn't apply in Chutzlaret. The Chodesh only applies in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why the Mishnah says, Mesech Tus Menachas, another Stam Mishnah, that even though we have a Stam Mishnah in our law, a Chodesh Noyek Bechol Malkoim, that a Chodesh Asim in our the Mishnah, Mesech Tus Menachas, seems to imply like the Tanakama, that Chodesh only applies in Eretz Yisrael. And that's why the carbon oil has to be brought from wheat that grew in Eretz Yisrael. That was the argument of the Mishnah Yitzchak, that we have two Stam Mishnahs, that are at odds with one another, and therefore we should revert to the old Kalei Apsach, which is we should pass like the Tanakhama and Agar Belaza. The, Tan- the Taz has a similar argument over here at the end of Oisiyud Beis, when the Shulchan Aruch also mentions this, uh, that we pass in Chodesh applies in Chutzlaretz, quotes all the Rishayim, the Rambam, the Rif, the Rosh, uh, everyone passing in Chodesh uh, like the Rebelazar, the Chodesh applies in Chutzlaretz. However, the Taz over here in the brackets going over to the second page, Sifkat and Dawid, at the end of Avaisid Beis. So he says, yeah, but what about the Minig HaOlam? Everyone is Meiko on the Chodesh. So he discusses a few Stadim, Lekua, one of them is father-in-law, the Bach, which we'll get to in a second. But then he says, um, towards the end, Maybe we could be Malamit Schos, because it's a Machlekes Tanoim, to plug to the Tanoi in the Gemara. We don't find the Psach in the Gemara between the Tanakam and Rebbe Lazar. And B'Shas HaTchach, we have the right to rely on viable opinions, even if it's a minority opinion that we typically don't pass and like. The Gemara has different uh, scenarios. Kedai hu plaini lisma chalav B'Shas Even though we normally don't pass in a certain direction, so like certain opinion, B'Shas HaTchach, we can rely on sometimes opinions that are, that are, that are usually not paskin like We can't do that all the time, but sometimes you have the right to do that. So says the Taz over here, this is an enormous shas of chak. They literally had nothing you know, uh, else to eat, perhaps. Not that it was nefesh, but it was going to make life very difficult. It was shas of chak. So the Taz says, in a machlekes tanoim, we're not talking about a machlekes vishayim over here, but a machlekes tanoim, since we don't have a psak mafurish in the Gemara, like one opinion or the other, um, so maybe we have the right to say, Kedai hu the Tanakama lismai chalav b'shas archak against all of the Rishonim. That's, uh, that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's a lot. The Mishkan Yisyako backed it up. He had another Stam Mishnah that seems to contradict this Stam Mishnah in Arla. So he starts engaging, everyone over here is acting like Rishonim, but okay, so the, the Taz, the Mishkan Yisyako argued, maybe even though all the Rishonim and the way the Shulchan Aruch concludes is that Chadash applies the Chutzlaretz, Maybe we can argue that the Tanakama hasn't been entirely rejected and kind of revived the opinion of the Tanakama to, uh, that, that it's perhaps something we can rely on. The Chodesh doesn't apply in Chutzar Ritz Bechlau. That's, uh, this is heavy lifting. This is, this is, uh, we don't do this. We don't find this in, in other areas of halacha. Typically, we get involved in the, in the trenches with the Rishonim. That the, the Mishkan Yisyakov and the Taz uh, all of a sudden reviving opinion of the Tanakama. So this is not really that great of a heter. Um, to uh, to rely upon what 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 it is uh, you know, another avenue that's explored already in the times of the Rishonim. The Rishonim struggled with this. The, the Rishonim who lived in Europe and Ashkenaz struggled with this already. Were aware of this uh, this issue, um, and they uh, are, suggest a different approach. Um, and that is in the Tanam We seem to have only two options: Chadash is awesome in Atayra everywhere, or only us in Eretz Yisrael, and then Chutzlaretz is permitted entirely. However, the Mishnah Mesechtis, or the Gemara Mesechtis Menachas, raises another possibility in the course of a discussion without really um, defining where it came from. At the end of Yisrael, the Gemara, in the course of its discussion, says, well, maybe Chadash B'Chutzlaretz D'Rabbanon. Maybe if Chadash applies in Chutzlaretz, maybe it's only D'Rabbanon. It doesn't sound like that from the Tanoim, because it's based on the Psukim. Chadash applies in all generations, in all places. 
So it sounds like Kaddish, if it applies to Chutzar, according to Lazar, is uh, awesome and Raisa. But in the course of the discussion there, the Gemara raises the possibility that maybe Kaddish in Chutzar is only awesome the Rabbanon. So the Arzarua over here, Isaiah, uh, suggests that even though Rav Rishonim conclude like Rabbi Lazar, we have a Stam Mishnah and Misechtas Arla like Rabbi Lazar that a Chadash Asim and a Tayr B'Chol Mokayim maybe it's only Asim in the Rabbanon. Over here, Isaiah says Arzarua. Vinir Beinai, any Mechaber Lifsoik Halacha the Chadash Chutzar is the Rabbanon. The whole thing is only Asim in the Rabbanon. And therefore, says the Arzarua, if we're not sure if this wheat is new wheat or old wheat, maybe it's from a previous year, maybe it's from this year, we have the right to say Safek the Rabbanon Lakula. So that's one, uh, another avenue, instead of reviving the opinion of the Tanakama against Rabbi Lazar, you know, and uh, taking a side in Machle, you know, against all the Rishanim, like the Taz and Mishkisakov did, so the Arzarua here takes somewhat of a different approach. Yes, Chadash is also in Chutzlars, we passing Rabbi Lazar, but maybe it's only us in the Rabbanon. Along the same lines as the Arzarua, you find the famous statement from the uh, Sefer Atruma that's quoted by the Truvas Harosh. Over here, Oisches. He quotes Vidivrei Rabbeinu Baruch. That's the Sefer Atruma. Ma'od him Tumuim. What did the Sefer Atruma say that the Rosh is uh, surprised about? Because of Afilu and Gadlo Bershus Yisrael Ata Bechutzlaretz Sheno Smuchim Leretz Yisrael Nira Lahatir. That perhaps they only assured Chodosh and Chutzlaretz in the lands that are adjacent to Eretz Yisrael. In the lands that are more distant from Eretz Yisrael, Chadash was never also in Chutzar. So yes, Rabbi Lazar held Chadash applies to Chutzar. We pass like Rabbi Lazar. All the Rishonim pass like Rabbi Lazar. Shulchan Aruch pass like Rabbi Lazar. However, maybe that's only in the Aratzes Hasmuchos Eretz Yisrael, not in the lands that are far away from Eretz Yisrael. Why should we distinguish between the lands that are close to Eretz Yisrael and the lands that are far away? So the Rishonim explains it's based on the same line of argument as the Arzarua. Maybe it's only Yasser Midr Abanan. Why would they ask their Chadash and Chutzar it's Midr Abanan? Because if you're going to allow Chadash and Chutzar, it's the new wheat, right outside the border of Eretz Yisrael, it's going to make its way into Eretz Yisrael, and it's going to get confused with the new wheat in Eretz Yisrael, which is prohibited. And people are going to start being lenient on the new wheat in Eretz Yisrael, just like they're lenient across the border, outside of Eretz Yisrael, on the new wheat out there. So they prohibited all of the Aratzas Hasmuchas Eretz Yisrael in Chadash, just like Eretz Yisrael, in order to not have this kind of confusion in the marketplace. Where did the Chadash come from? You know, to, because then if we're lenient here, we're going to come to be lenient in Eretz Yisrael too. So they prohibited in the Aratzas Hasmuchas Eretz Yisrael, Zegzera, maybe the produce of Chutzar will make it to Eretz Yisrael. So based on that... The Archashokhan argues, and this is what he adopts, is that maybe in the lands that are far away from Eretz Yisrael, where they lived in Europe, this Easter of Chadash and Chutzar should not apply. And the Archashokhan says, our produce never makes it to Eretz Yisrael. The produce that they were growing over there in Europe never got shipped to Eretz Yisrael. There was no concern, no fear that it was going to get confused with the produce in Eretz Yisrael. Many Paiskim today, though, argue that's obviously not the case in our world, where produce is shipped all over the world. And, uh, and we don't have that kind of reality anymore. And even if you accept the Sefer Chuma that it's only in Aratzus Hasmuchas Eretz Yisrael, maybe today the whole world is Aratzus Hasmuchas Eretz Yisrael. Because there's, there's probably actually a greater likelihood that something might make it from Europe to Eretz Yisrael than from, you know, Iran or Iraq or some other neighboring country to Eretz Yisrael. So, so this argument was, a, was one of the classical arguments that was cited as a reason to be Mako in the Chadash in Europe. And other places where the Jews live, because it's not some clarity sale, but today it's a, this is a and week, week or cooler. Cool. Yeah, they don't look at the Correct. Correct. Well, this is the argument of the Arachashohan. That's what he argues, yeah.
Yeah, you could you could explain it differently. You could argue that the kedush of Eretz Yisrael seeps into the land beyond the border. Maybe that's the same for Truman. It sounds like it's also mitay raisa. But the Gemara brings it up in the course of its discussion when the Gemara is discussing. Well, when should it be usher until maybe chadash and chutzar is only usher Ice Aleph at the end, the Gemara is discussing when should it be permitted in Chutzlaretz. So Kasavi Chadash Bechutzlaretz Derabanan, the three lines from the bottom of Ice Aleph. So the Gemara already suggests, raises the possibility Chadash Bechutzlaretz might only be Asim Derabanan. So the Ozer rule is not coming out of nowhere. The possibility exists in the Gemara. It's not the Pashup shot, not the way Rav Harishayim assumed. The Gemara, maybe the Gemara brought that up, but that's not where Belazar's opinion. He subscribes. He says that no, that's where Belazar meant. Even though Chadash and Chutzlaretz is Aser, it's only Asim Derabanan, not Asim Derabanan. Places where people are not going to hear that the base of the Megdish was yeah, built, no. and we're afraid of that. Okay. So places around the surrounding area near Israel, everyone's going to know the base of the Megdish. Places that are you're saying Meheri Yibana Megdish, yeah, but what does that have to do with? That only has to do with what's matir, the carbon or the day, but it has nothing to do with the prohibition itself. No, but then I'm saying then you, uh, out of. Out of Eretz Yisrael, if we're worried about the bits of Oh, no you're worrying about that one day? Oh, so therefore, you have to think that. That's it. Okay, interesting suggestion. Very good. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting suggestion. Huh? Yeah. So Mr. Brewer brings up both of these uh, coolers. Mr. Brewer is already aware the meaning was to be made over here. Even though the Shulchan Aruch says Chodesh applies in Chutz Laaretz, Rav Ha'olam over here Oizvav in the brackets. Ain is Haran Klal Bisa Chodesh. V'yeish Alam Do Aleim Schus. There are those that say, you know, It's only us because of There were only Goyzer there. Then the Mishnah Brewer cites another heter in the name of the Bach. This is quoted over here as well by the Taz. The Taz, of course, was the son-in-law of the Bach. It's quoted in the Shulchan Aruch in Yeridea. This halach appears in Yeridea too. Ois Tes. So the Shulchan Aruch says, It doesn't matter whether the field is owned by a Jew or not owned by a non-Jew. The Taz quotes the name of the Bach, who argues that it's only in a field that's owned by a Jew. I guess, Where did that come from? Where did it come from? See, as the Gemara Mesechlis Rosh Hashanah, again, a similar line of arguments, remember that the Mishnah Yaakov had, the Gemara is discussing in Rosh Hashanah where, where, which wheat can be used for the carbon oimer. Because the Gemara says the first year they came into Eretz Yisrael, or the first year that they had a crop, where did they bring the carbon oimer from? Where did they bring it from? So the Gemara says, it can't be they brought it from fields that were grown by non-Jews. That's not valid. That wheat cannot be used for the carbon oimer to be matter that year's crops. Where did they bring it from? And not that which is cut by the Nachri. So that cannot be used for the carbon oimer. So says the Bach, if it cannot be used for the carbon oimer, it stands to reason that that should not have been included in this Chodesh in the first place. The problem with this argument, that, that was the argument that was made by the Bach. And there were many who accepted the Bach, the Bira Gaila over here, quotes the Bach, the Bira Gaila, usually just Gizmar Makaimis, over here, Ice Test, the Bira Gaila quotes from the Bach, and he believes that it's correct. The Gain in the Bira Gra says that the entire thing is a mistake, it's wrong, that you cannot rely on the Bach. He says, look over here, but said it would have been better if the Bira Gaila would have been quiet. 
Okay, you shouldn't have cited the Bach, because it's wrong. Why? Because Taisvis in Mesechlis Kiddushin, look back, Ois Beis, cites a Yushalmi. The Yushalmi says, Ubi Yushalmi, three lines from the bottom of Ois Beis in the brackets, Nami Mashma, the Chadash Noeg, Af B'Shaloi Chadash applies even by Noeg Kachavim against the Talmud Bavli. And the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Yushalmi, that, uh, that, um, that Chadash applies, Bain Besadis, Shal Yisrael, Bain Besadis, Shal Nachrim, and therefore the Bach, you can't rely on the head of the Bach. But that was the head that the Bach so, so said. Right? Yeah, the Bach argues only applies to What's Jewish it fields. On? It's based on Akamar Mesechtus Rosh Hashanah, Kitzir Chem, Kitzir Chem, Velo Kitzir Nachri. It has to be your cutting. What's it based on? It shouldn't be the Nachri. What's the capital? It should be the Nachri. I'm sorry? What's, what's the opposite position? What's the gross position? The gross position that applies... Uh, what's he basing it on? You shall me disagrees. No, no, no. First of all, we can already distinguish, and we've already seen this distinction, even if the carbon oimer can only be brought from produce in Eretz Israel, even if it can only be brought from fields that were grown by Jews, who's to say that chadosh is not more broad than the candidates or the wheat that is the candidate for the carbon oimer? Meaning, they're assuming that those two um, uh, categories are the same, are, 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 are analogous, well, are identical. Whatever can be used for the carbon oimer is where the Yisra of Chadash applies. That assumption might be faulty, might, might be incorrect. Why? Why? Because maybe the carbon oimer is different than the Yisra of Chadash. Why should you assume that, they're, why, why that they should be the same? It's, it's, uh, maybe the carbon oimer is only brought in the base. I mean, there's no carbon oimer brought in New York, so maybe it has to be brought from the wheat that's brought in. Look, there's an argument to make that it should be the case. But Tyson's is quoting you, Xiaomi, first of all, maybe that the carbon oimer, uh, you know, the, um, I guess, I don't think the Yushami would say you can use non-Jewish wheat for the carbon oimer, but the Yushami says explicitly that Kaddish applies beim besadosh al yisrael, beim besadosh al nachri. I would argue it's because the two necessarily are not necessarily the same. I, you could, it makes sense to say they are, I agree with you, and that's where Mishra Siakam and the Bach are coming from, but the Yushami says otherwise. All the parts. <coughs> why would Kaddish, why should Kaddish be different? No, all the Mitzvah's parts is, 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 it's on, not only, it doesn't apply by Yakum. It doesn't apply in Chutzlaris either. Kaddish does. Kaddish does. Kaddish does. So they say over that, huh? It, it doesn't talk about Chuslaris, though. It could be. It, it says, Sechem, Bechol Moshvei Sechem. Bechol Moshvei Sechem. The Pastor says, Ludoi Sechem, Bechol Moshvei Sechem. The Gemara calls it over here, Menachas. Ludoi Sechem, Ois Dawan. You see, Mimoshvei Sechem, Kol Makub Shetem Yoshvim. Wherever you live, Bechol Moshvei Sechem. They say over in the Baal Sh- Sefer Baal Shem Tev and Chumash, which is usually just a collection from other Svarim, but over here, Oisir Aleph, the Baal Shem Tev saw in a dream about Chodesh Bizman, Azeh Echadin. What's the halacha of Anu And they answered him that after the Ptir of the Bach, Gehenim was cooled for 40 days. Okay. The Bach lived before the Baal Shem Tev in Krakow. Uh, buried in Krakow. He's in the cemetery there. In the late 1500s, early 1600s, before, a little bit before the Baal Shem Tev. So he said he saw in a dream that Gehenim was called for 40 days in the Schuss of the Bach. So he says, So he said, if that's the case, then the Baal Shem Tev felt he could rely on the Bach. I think the Chayzeh was also a descendant from the Bach. So in Chesidosh circles, the Baal Shem Tev saw in a dream the Bach was so chashev that you could rely on the Bach. So he relied on the head of the Bach that you could eat. Uh, rely that you could rely, you could eat chadash in chutzarts if it was grown on non-Jewish fields. What's interesting is there's another statement in the name of the Baal Shem Tev over here on the third line. A Baal Shem Tev but Pam Echa Nasa Rabbi from Hardona Varoshe Machmir. He said the Baal Shem Tev was being Machmir. So Hisko Gam Hula Achmir. So it sounds like the Baal Shem Tev later on in his life was Chayzer. So you actually have two different camps. I don't think, see, this is a... Ma, is a ma, uh, maybe, some say the Baal Shem Tov was Chayzer. Some say like that. 
And so, anyway, the Chayzer was, was Meiko. It sounds like the Baal Shemta Vinisri was Meiko because of this dream that he had with the Kavit of the Bach. But the others uh, go based on the other Shmuel of the name of the Baal Shemta that he was Machman. You have different streams of thought within the world of Chesidus. It's not consistent. Uh, everyone does the same thing over here. There isn't one Chesidus Sheminik with regards to Chadash. There's different practices in different groups whether or not to rely on this heter of the, of the Bach. Okay. Huh? He says only if you're there, Bevada. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to your point in a second. Exactly. Okay, so we have a few Tzadim Akula. One Tzadim Akula is maybe we can revive somehow the opinion of Tanakama. Kodesh doesn't apply in Chutzlaritz Bechlau. We should pass like Tanakama, not like Rebbe Maybe if it applies in Chutzlaritz, like Rebbe it's only Yasem Midar Abonan. It's something to Rebbe Lazar. Or maybe. Even if uh, you don't want to say something to Rabbanu Lakula, maybe it's only in Aratzas Hasmuchos Eretz Yisrael, where it might make it into Eretz Yisrael, not in faraway lands, which have no chance of making it into Eretz Yisrael. Or maybe it only applies to fields that are even applies to Chutzlar. It's only fields that are grown by Jews. However, the Ramah has a different kula over here, Oisiud Beis, where the Ramah suggests no, maybe it applies in Chutzlar. Maybe it applies to Raisa, even Aratzas that are not Smuchos. But we have a, 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 the right to be Mekel because of a Sveik Sveika. Where is it over here? It says the Ramah on the second line, uh, the first line of Ois Beis, Mikomakom Stam Tvua Shari Lachar Pesach Mikoyach Sveik Sveika. The last two lines of the first side of the page. What's the Sveik Sveika? Savik Himishana Shavra. Maybe it's from the previous season, right? You could store wheat from season to season in silos. If it's from this year, if you plant it three days before the Oimer, it would have already taken root and becomes permitted with the carbon Oimer. So maybe it's from the previous season. Or maybe it's from this season, but it took root before Pesach. So you have a Sveik Sveika. Sveik Sveika, and it's Mutamitam Sveik Sveika. That's the head of the Ramah. That's even in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, interesting. He doesn't apply it in Eretz Yisrael, and I don't... <laughs> it's going to have big enough problems with the Chuslars, but okay, yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. In Eretz Yisrael, so. it's not a question, because Mitzius was, before you court, that they don't have Chadash because they want Zriya. That's what the... Uh, the yeah, that. The no, but they still might store from year to year. So it's better because they have the. Oh, correct. And, oh, so you're saying they didn't have the issue of yeah, Nowadays, the Rabbanu does for import. There's no problem with in Israel at all. You can't find Chodesh in Israel if you try because they. There's two plantings, yeah. They released to the market yeah. only the previous years. Yeah. Oh, but that's because they're controlling it. Yeah, they're controlling it. They're yeah, the yeah. stock for, for storage. For so Rekiva Eger, though, has a famous kasha on this Ramah over here on the fourth line of the second side of the page. He quotes the name of the Chuvah Smut Shomayesh. This is not a valid Sveik Sveika. This is what's known as a Sveik Sveika Mishay Mechad. Because the Gemara says in Mesech the Subas over here, Oisid Gimel. That if a person, if right in the time of the Gemara, they had two, st- they separated between the two stages of marriage, between the Kedushan and the Nisuin, um, uh, they waited a year in order for them to get ready for the marriage. So the first stage of marriage was at the beginning, you know, was uh, one year. The next year later, they would have the Nisuin. But a woman was already in Aishas Ish, with regards to almost all intents and purposes, already from the time of the Kiddushin. If she would have uh, relations with another man, she'd be Chayv Misa, and Aishas Ish is interest, she'd be prohibited to her husband. So the Gemara says, what happens if after a year they have the Nisuin? The husband, after the Bilas Mitzvah, says, Pesach Pasuach Masasi, I found her not to be Absula. She was reported to be Absula when they had the Kiddushin, and now she's not Absula. So the Gemara says, She's prohibited to him because we assume that she had relations in that interim year, that gap year, and uh, at that point she was already in Aishas Ish, and she, you know, and Aishas Ish is in and Aishas who has an extramarital affair is prohibited to her husband, so the Gemara says, why is she prohibited to her husband? It's a sveik sveikahu, it's a double doubt. What's the double doubt? Maybe she had relations during with another man during that year. Yes. But maybe it was beforehand. Something talked up, something ain't talked up. And even if it was 
Tachtov, even it was during that year, Suffolk Ba'ina, Suffolk Ba'ratzon. Maybe she was raped, and maybe it was, it was uh, consensual. If she was raped, so then she's not prohibited to her husband. So we have a Sveik Sveika. Maybe it happened earlier, and even if it happened during the year, Suffolk Ba'inus, Suffolk Ba'ratzon is a Sveik Sveika. So the Gemara says, good point. And the Gemara says, you're right, we're only discussing two scenarios. One is an Aishas Kayin, an Aishas Kayin, even if she's Nan, so tragically she's prohibited to her husband, any woman who has relations with a man with whom she cannot get married, there is no Tfisas Kiddushin, is labeled as a Zayna, she's prohibited to Kayin, so tragically she would be prohibited to her Kayin, her husband, even if she was Nansa. But the other possibility, the Gemara says, no, maybe she was talking about a girl who was Neskacha Pchusami Baz Gimel, the Shidduch crisis got so bad, they would marry girls off less than three years old. So there, the Gemara says, there was no possibility of being before she was Niskatsha, before she was an Eshazish to this man. Here we're talking about, obviously, a scenario. He waited, you know, 10 years before marrying her. They got engaged at two. He waited till she was 12 or 14 until they got married. So it was a huge gap in between. But there's no possibility, if he says, Pesach Matsuk Masashi, she's not a psula, there's no possibility that it happened before then. Why? Because if she would have been Nivolo less than two years old, the Basulim would have returned. The Gemara says, less than three years old, the, the, the Basulim would return. So there's no possibility that it happened not talked of. Okay. No possibility of a, of a either. Mm. Oh, so, 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 so there's no Sveik Sveika. So if they, got, if they got engaged, or, you know, Kiddushin at two, and they got married at 14, and he says, Pesach Basulim Masasi, Nemel Yisrael, because no, there's only one Suffolk. The Suffolk is Suffolk, but in the Suffolk Baratzen, there is no Suffolk Taktov. There is no Suffolk Taktov. Suffolk ain't Taktov because it would have come back. Frak Taisa Zakasha, though, it's still a Sveik Sveika. What's the Sveik Sveika? Ikasi is Sveik Sveika. Suffolk Baratzen, Suffolk Baratzen, over here at the Brax of Isaac Gimel, maybe it was, she was, uh, it was consensual, maybe it was, well, she was Nansa. Exactly. If you want to say it was willingly, maybe it happened before she was, she was a Ketana, and Peter, a Ketana, I know so, well, you know, no, so maybe it happened. She was a girl. Maybe it happened when she was twelve. Six years old. Maybe it happened when she was twelve and she was Nansa. Maybe it happened when she was six and she was Baratzen. It was consensual, but a minor can't give consent. Peter Ketana is also Oynes, and she wouldn't be prohibited to her husband. It's the equivalent of being raped, statutory rape. Peter Ketana Oynesu. That's Tosis Kasha. It's still a fake faker. Maybe it happened when she was twelve. Not consensual? Maybe it happened consensual. We'll see six, but it's statutory. So Tyson says, that's not a fake sveika. That's a fake sveika, mishem echad. Either way, it all boils down to the same thing, which is, oinus rotsad. Consensual or, you know, rape, statutory rape, rape, all the same thing. So it doesn't really matter how you slice, you know, how you slice it. It's all, it all boils down to the same thing. So so too argues with Bekiva Agra over here. What are we saying? Maybe it's from this year's season, or maybe it's from last year's season. Or, even if it's from this year's season, maybe it was Nishra Shalkaidama Pesach. In the end of the day, all that boils down to is the same exact thing. It boils down to the fact that, um, that it was from last year. It happened before the Carbon Oymer. What difference does it make which season it's from, or if it's from, you know, from last season or from this season, Nishra Shalkaidama Pesach. In the end of the day, fundamentally, it all boils down to the same thing. It's a Sveik Sveik Amishay Mechon. That's the Kasha. That Rabbi Kiva Eger asked in the Ramah, and it's it's a very it's a, it's a, it's a, it's it's a, it's it's a problem. It's a problem. So there, there, however, it could be there are two ways around it to justify what the Ramah says. The first is not everyone agrees that Sveik Sveik Mishay Mechad is a problem. The Rambam actually paskins Pitoi Ketana. There is no such thing as statutory rape. Pitoi Ketana is not Oynes. Is not Oynes. Pitoi Ketana is not Oynes. Ask the rabbit over here, and I saw and I see a doubt. What are you talking about? If a, a, a girl is, is, is has consensual relations, 
Chusa, you know, before she's of a consenting age, before she's a Gdaila, she's prohibited to her husband. How could that be? Pitoi Ktana Oinesu, the Rivet Esk over here, Oisidao. So the Magad Mishnah says the Rambam was forced to say this against the Gemara. Why? Because of the Kasha of Taisvis. Because if it would be that Pitoi Ktana would be Oinesu, it would have a Sveik Sveika. What would be the Sveik Sveika? The Sveik Sveika would be maybe. Uh, she had relations when she was over 12, but she was Nansa. You know, why? How come the husband wakes up after the, you know, the marriage and the Bigos Mitzvah and he finds that she's not a Sula? She's Nemalai Israel of what? It's a fake Sveika. Maybe it happened after she was 12, and even it happened before she was 12. Peter Ekthana Einisu would still annoy, even if she was consensual. You know, at that point, maybe, you know, Peter Ekthana Einisu, that that should be statutory, right? But she should still be permitted to her husband. So the Raman, because of that Kasha, was forced to say, Peter Ekthana is not Einisu. But why? Why was I forced into that box? Because the Raman believes Sveik Sveika, Mishem Echad, is a valid Sveik Sveika. Why? Because there's really two explanations for why Sveik Sveika works. One explanation, Yeshivas, they spend a long time on this. One explanation why Sveik Sveika works is Mitam Roy. That the Rajba says over here. Why? Because you have, it's the majority of possibilities. Um, what's a Sveik Sveika? Suffolk, whether this woman was Nibbala Tachtov, or maybe it was before they got married. And if it was Tachtov, maybe it was Ainus, maybe it was Rotson. So, of all the different possibilities that you have, if you would make a box, Oynes, Ratzon, Tachtov, Ein Tachtov, and you would fill in the box, three out of four possibilities would come out permitted. Because if it was Ein Tachtov, Oynes and Ratzon are permitted. If it was, uh, was Oynes, so then Tachtov and Ein Tachtov are permitted. The only time that it's prohibited is in that one box of the four possibilities that you have, is that it was Tachtov and Beratzon. But the majority of possibilities is that, 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 uh, you know, uh, of all the different permutations of Oynes, Ratzon, Tachtov, and Tachtov, is that it's permitted. So therefore, uh, it makes sense to argue, if that's the Pshad and Sveik Sveika, that's how Sveik Sveika works, it's the majority of logical possibilities, that if they're Mishay Mechot, if they all boil down to the same thing, then we don't even have a row of possibilities, because either way, it's all the same thing. So, Sveik Sveika, Mishay Mechot, this year's season, last year's season, even if it's in this year's season, Nishra Shokaitim Pesach, it all boils down to the same thing. The Rambam has a different explanation for why Sveik Sveika works. The Rambam says Sveik Sveika works for a whole different reason. It's because really the Rambam writes over here in Tumas May, Suffolk Dairaisa should have been Lakula Midairaisa. The Torah speaks about absolutes, not about doubtful cases. If it's a doubt, it should have been permitted. Were Machmir Suffolk Dairaisa Lachumra, as a rule, only Midirabanon. That means every time you have a Suffolk Dairaisa, the fact that we're Machmir is only a Dim Midirabanon. What if I then have another doubt? I could pile on another doubt. Well, then we have the right to say Suffolk to Rabbanon Lakula. We say Suffolk to Rabbanon Lakula. So the Rambam feels Sveik Sveik is for an entirely different reason, even if it all boils down to the same thing in the end of the day. As long as I could arrange it as two separate Sveikos, I have the right to say Sveik Sveik is permitted. But even over here, what, what is the arrangement? How can I even arrange it? How can I even articulate it as two separate Sveikos? This year's season, last year's season, if it was this year's season, maybe it was initial Shokai my Pesach, it's all, it's literally the same thing. How can I even arrange it as two separate Sveikos? So the Archashokan explains. A little bit more, the Archashokan says, no, there is one nafkamina, and as long as you can find one nafkamina, we can perhaps uh, argue that it is fake sveika, and that is the oimer has to be brought from the first cuttings of the season. The oimer has to be brought from the first cuttings of the season. If it's from this year's season, but it was Nishrasha, Pesach, that's not the beginning of the season. The beginning of the season a little bit earlier. That means it was, it's winter wheat that's now being harvested in the spring. So if it was Nishrasha, Pesach, but it was planted at the end, it's, you know, the, the new season, but it's just Nishrasha, Pesach, then it cannot necessarily be brought as a carbonite. Whatever. 
if you could somehow be machalik between this year's season and last year's season with regards to any old suffix, any old halacha, we could somehow arrange it as two separate sveikas and call it fake sveik. In the end of the day, though, it's not that compelling. It sounds like a sveik sveik and mishay mechad. So a lot of paiskim are not happy with this. They assume we pass like toises, fake sveik and mishay mechad. It's not a valid sveik sveik and we have a problem. In the end of the day, Lomai said the Mishnah Brewer quotes, many had the minig to be meiko. There are, though, because all the stadum lakula and chutzlarets are questionable, are debatable, there are those uh, tzaddikim throughout the generation who are a little bit more machmir. There are those today who argue we have more reason, um, more reason to be machmir, even though in certain circumstances. It could be what the Ramah meant, is the just, you know, concluding point, is what Taisus meant earlier. It could be what the Ramah really is driving, and it's not sveik sveik and mishay mechad, but really something else entirely, which is something that could be very nogeel amaisa. What Taisus writes in Masechtas Kiddush and back in his base is that if you have a roiv, he means if the majority of the wheat is uh, old wheat, is uh, yoshan, so then if I don't know where the wheat came from, I have the right to assume that it's probably from a previous season, and I have the right to be mako. He didn't mean a technical sveik sveik or suffolk, this season suffolk, last season suffolk, after the oimer, but he means his rave of the wheat that we have in the marketplace today is old wheat, and it's not necessarily new wheat. And if that is the reality, and whatever, you know, certain kinds of products you're dealing with, if the majority of the wheat is old wheat, so you have the right to assume that it is permitted. If we know that the majority of the wheat is not old wheat, we know that it's new wheat, so then there's a little bit more reason uh, to be machmer. There was, um, there's uh, two different, in, in our, as Ori was mentioning in Eretz there's one season of growing wheat. In Chutzlaretz, there's two, or in, uh, in our lands, there's two seasons of growing wheat. There's one season of growing wheat that's called winter wheat that's planted. I once, um, my uh, first job interview was at the OU. Rishafta wanted me to work at the OU to be the one who writes down the psukim of the researchers, the Shilohs, and write down the psukim. So the guy who did that was leaving to go run the CRC in Chicago. So I used to, Rabbi Shechter was always there on Friday, Rabbi Belsky was always there Thursday. So, um, so Rabbi Shechter told me, I didn't need to spend time with him, I, uh, I didn't need to go on Friday. So I went on Thursday, I spent the whole day with Rabbi Belsky, which was an amazing, an amazing, amazing day. But Rabbi Belsky, uh, very memorable, Rabbi Belsky knew, knew this sugya, where, which states grow wheat, when the wheat grows, which products, or which wheat is used in which products, because there's winter wheat, he explained it to me at the time, there's winter wheat and there's summer wheat. Winter wheat is planted in the fall and is harvested um, uh, after the Pesach. That entirely, the whole thing is always yashan, is by definition yashan. There's summer wheat, though, which is planted um, um, at the, in, the, in the spring and harvested at the end of the summer. That is an entirely chadash, that's all chadash, and that only makes it to market in the middle of the winter. So the season where this is a problem is only a few months in the winter until you get to Pesach. Like uh, October, November, it starts to make, the summer wheat starts to make it to market, then you have a problem. The winter wheat is entirely permitted. Winter wheat is low in gluten. The summer wheat is high in gluten. So products that are not chewy are all winter wheat, like uh, crackers and cereals. Rebelsky explained all this. Crackers, cereals, uh, all, all these kinds of stuff that are not chewy is all winter wheat, and there's no issue with If you're not getting into the winter, which means... The summer wheat is high year, gluten. So that's like bread. Yeah, yeah. So that's like bread, pizza, all these kinds of things. That's the summer wheat. So the summer wheat is an issue only in those, you know, in those parts uh, of the winter. So if you know the certain products, Bukhlau, they never use winter wheat. Uh, they never use summer wheat. Or I know this time of the year... <clears throat> entirely unlikely that ever made it to market, so the whole issue is not an issue. It's only an issue in those few uh, months in the, uh, in the winter. They the, uh, so they do. So the people are careful about this, have codes, and they know, is it from this man, or is it from this man, is it from this man? It's much easier to be careful today. So Rebelsky was lobbying. Today, it's not so difficult. All the places we're describing, it's not as difficult as this today. I'm 
the, many, many other people are Mako. One second. But many other people are Mako. They're definitely enough Stadam Lakula to rely upon. There was always the Minika Ilam. If one wants to be Mako, certainly what to rely upon. But it is. You're looking for Qumras. It's, it's not as challenging. The, the people involved in this, there's hotlines, and you can find out which products uh, are from which uh, which. The whole Suffolk school. It doesn't become a Suffolk chef. It 